Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So today we got uh, Coach Gallagher joining us. Uh, Coach, thanks again for uh, for coming on the podcast with us today. Jared, it's always good to be with you. So, so Coach, uh, your season didn't end the way that, that you guys thought it would, and, and it wasn't even with a loss in the conference tournament. It, it was uh, because of a cancellation. Take us through this process uh, and how this all played out from your end, um, because it seemed that week things were just constantly changing from talks that things are going to go as normal, then, oh, maybe we'll play with no fans, and then ultimately to, to the outright cancellation of the uh, America East championship game. So the, the first thing that happened uh, was on Tuesday morning, we're getting ready to play Stony Brook, and the Ivy League canceled. And, you know, I called Steve Dunahue, who's a coach at Penn, and I, I was in shock. I'm going to tell you, I was yeah. in shock. And... Then I, I, I got this feeling that this could be, this could be longer. This could be an issue on when Rudy go back. We won the Stony Brook game. I got on the bus. It was as a euphoric. We were so excited. Uh, Wednesday morning, I get up and, uh, we end up like preparing. So we get through all our preparation. Mm-hmm. And then that night when Rudy Gobert tested positive and the NBA canceled their season, I'll never forget. I was sitting at my kitchen table and Steve Dunahue called me now and he said, you're the, you're, you won't be playing. And I said, what do you mean? He said, that game's you're not playing a title game. And I said, we'll play it without fans. And then when I thought about the NBA and – I just said, this, this isn't happening. There's a chance we may not play. I got up Thursday. I went to the office and I went outside to my car to get something. And my phone rang and it was the AD, uh, Marina Feely. And it was this 12, we had a 1230 film meeting, uh, film session, and then a one o'clock lift and then practice. And she said at twelve oh five, it's over. We're not playing. And you, you you go from like all right, the Big East is still on, SEC still on, and then I knew we were dead. We, like when she said that, I I knew there wasn't that there wasn't that state tournament. I knew that. Yeah. Because if you can't play the total game on Saturday, you can't play the following Tuesday. You can't play the following Wednesday. You know, in the first four, mm-hmm. you can't play the first round. So I knew when the NBA canceled, it canceled every everything uh, close to it. So what's it like then to to have to break news like that that to your team? I mean, you, you talk about juxtaposing that with you know Tuesday night coming off that big win at Stony Brook and how excited everyone was. How do you then go from that to, to letting them know that there is no title game? Uh, Jared, it's really really hard, and. Uh, you know, I, I, we went in. I told the team. Um, I, I don't know if it's the hardest thing we've had to go through as a coach, but you work ten years to get a program to an NCAA tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're forty minutes away, and you took the job, and everybody told you it was a bad job. And you took the job, and everybody, and during the job, everyone's telling you you can't get it done there, and 
you do you, you have the three best years in school history and you you know you're a program now like you can feel it like it doesn't matter who you're playing against if you you do the right things you're going to have a chance to win and i think the pain of the 10 years and then the reality that look i'm going to coach again okay it's those seniors that are never playing again so my hearts were with my seniors uh, and, and my grad transfers i was like malik ellis and tracy carter uh they're you know romaine boxes they're never they're never suiting up again and you know, that to me that was a that was a that was a painful thing the when when it came to to the seniors um you know, early on, there had been some talk, you know, do winter sports athletes get another year to come back in play uh, and, and be able to finish off their seasons? I know the NCAA is, is allowing for spring sport athletes to do that. Did you ever think there was a realistic chance that, that seniors could come back if they had wanted? I think what was on the table was if your eligibility wasn't up, mm-hmm. you, 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 they, they were looking at that. I do. Uh I don't think, and I'm not, I don't think anything else was on the table, you know, because, uh, you know, they're not going to give it to somebody that's career has ended, give them another year that, uh, but the people that were still alive, I think that was on the table. And then what happened was, is in essence, everyone just looked at each other and said, how are you going to do it scholarship wise? How are you going to do it? And they, they, they took it off. Makes sense. Ma- makes sense for for the I, I for get winter it. athletes. I, I, yeah, yeah. I t- I totally understand it. Um, but I would have loved to have Malik and Tracy back another year, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would have loved to watch that too. Um, talking about those two players there, and just looking back on the season, I I know you you didn't necessarily get the the end you want, but but what were your thoughts on on the season in general and the way things played out for your team this year? You know, I. I, I I, I think the nucleus of young players we have is the most talented uh, that we've had. Um, you know, I think Hunter Marks, I'll start, you know, a little, just begin with the sophomore class. Yeah. And Hunter Marks, DJ Mitchell, or first Hunter Marks, I think he could be a player of the year type of player. Um, I, you know, this was like his freshman year in my mind because he didn't play much as a freshman. Mm-hmm. So, like his next two years, every time he steps on the floor, he has to have an edge to him. Like um, you know, we've talked about it. You know, through these, we've been doing these Zoom calls, yeah, um, and you know, recapping the year. But uh, you know, I, I do think, like Hunter, is it is a should be a double double guy, and I think um, if you look at Hunter, his progress in some games versus others, uh, you know, I, I ha- we have to find a way to get that energy level all the time. And, and then you know, DJ Mitchell, what a great six man, what a what an energy guy, and um, you know, I think he, he's just only going to get better. And then Mike Dunn, I think he really found his role late in the season. Uh, so those three guys, and then obviously our freshmen, 
Um, you know, Miroslav, I think is going to be a very good five man in our league. Uh, I think he, I think he could be a, a dominant player in our league. Uh, we just have to get his mindset right every day. And I think Moses flowers, uh, you know, you know, another, you know, he, as a freshman, he was really good and just his mindset. And I think it's, it's, it's going to come. And then PJ Henry, I think has a chance to be really, really good. I just think, didn't think he get, got the, hit in all the minutes he needed because how good Tracy was. So I think those six guys, um, you know, and then we have, uh, you know, some really good recruits coming in, uh, and, you know, I don't know if I'm missing anybody, uh, but, I, I, you know, as a coach, I always say to my staff, am I missing anybody? No, I, th- <laughs> and, I think you got everyone there. <laughs> um, so, no, we're really excited uh, about the, the, the core group of guys and where we're headed. And, um, you know, recruiting is going well. And, you know, you just you got to keep moving the needle. How do, how are you recruiting uh, in these times right now? You can't really have anyone uh, on on campus. I know that the contact's limited. So so what's that been like uh, from your end, uh, having to adjust to that? I think like all coaches, some are trying to get it done quick, and some are taking their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to. I, I, I'm I'm not make. I, I don't want to make a mistake. So um, yeah, we're taking our time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really, uh, we're really, in my opinion, uh, just, it's like a chart board. If you were in my office, in my house with, with, you know, transfers, fifth, you know, fifth year guys and then high school kids. And, um, you know, I think we had success with the grad transfer. So I think grad transfers are looking at us, so to speak, too, as a, as a good spot. Yeah. Um, so this is exciting for us. Yeah, no, and the, the grad transfers definitely have, have all seemed to seem to play really well at Hartford and have a great opportunity to showcase themselves, uh, I think, as everyone saw with Malik and, uh, and Tracy this year. In terms of, of transfers, um, you know, we're seeing a, a record number of kids into the portal this year. Um, and, and there is a, a proposed rule change that might let transfers be able to transfer one time without having to sit out a year. What are your thoughts on, on that? And, and some people think that that could basically take some of these mid-major schools and, and make them a farm system with, with higher major coaches coming and just picking off you know good players and, and promising them those minutes. How do you see that playing out uh, as we look into the future with that? You know, I think it's going to be based upon your program. Uh I don't think that'll happen at places like Vermont. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Hartford, like we had three guys last year that could have done it. You know, John Carroll, mm-hmm. J.R. Lynch, uh, and Jason Dunn. Three three guys that if they were on the transfer portal tomorrow, uh, any ACC and Big East school would be all over them. It's just because the, they were that game ready at that time in their career. And, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but why did they stay? Because they felt that they were owners of the program, you know, so-called, you know, major members of our neighborhood. They're, they're guys from the neighborhood. And when you're from, you know, we always talk about it. If you're from the neighborhood, you're not leaving your guys. 
You're just not leaving your team. And, like, there's programs out there that co- head coaches accept it, don't mind it at my at our level. I'm never going to do that. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Jared, I, I'll get out of coaching if I accept it. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not accepting that the University of Hartford. You know, we have a million dollar locker room. We work as hard as any other. You know, as any high major team, we treat our team at you know with the highest level of respect. We're not going to say it's okay for you to transfer up a level because we think we can get the NCAA tournaments here. We think we can do things here that have never been done. And if 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 you're coming here so you can go somewhere else, you know, I had a recruit that I felt that was that way and we moved on from him. And, you know, it's, it's, it, I'm never going to accept that. Yeah, no, that, that's interesting to, to see how things will, will start to play out, um, you know, with the transfer portal and, and with these new rules in place. So we're talking now, it, it, it's early April. As you look ahead to next year, you know, in terms of scheduling, how much of your schedule is usually done by this point in the year? Or is that something that's that's continued to develop over the next few months? We're trying to get our guarantee games done now, um, and then uh, you know we're 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 really looking. Um, you know, obviously we love to play regional games. We played Boston College. We've played Providence. Um, we're just trying to find the best dates now. And, um, you know, I think we'll have an announcement here in the next couple of weeks with the guarantee games, um, after we sign the contracts, but, um, you know, it, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, with how quickly things ended, it, it's definitely exciting to just start thinking about the future right away in that future for a lot of people is it, still kind of up in the air. You know, they're, we're seeing summer events uh, canceled. Uh, not sure when the NBA will pick back up. There are already talks about college football, uh, you know, being canceled. Do, do you think there's any impact to heading into the college basketball season next year? Uh, you know, whether it's you know playing with no fans, having to delay the season. Do you see any of that in play yet? Um, I do. I, 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 my if they're canceling Wimbledon. And they're canceling uh, the Open, which is in July, if I'm not mistaken, yep. right? That's in mm-hmm. July. Um, I, I, I would, I'm worried for college football. I'm really, really worried for college football. I'm not concerned so much about college basketball next year, but I am concerned about college football uh, just because, listen, the, 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 the place that they had that the world changed and everybody knew there was was when the NBA canceled, and that's twenty that's twenty thousand people in a, in an arena. You're going to put eighty to one hundred thousand college football and NFL uh, uh, fans in a stadium. I, I, they have to have a vaccine before that happens. I think I, not a vaccine. They have to have this thing under control mm-hmm. or a vaccine, or I don't think you'll see as many fans go. Yeah. It, it, and uh, yep. Yeah. No. Go. Go ahead. I just, you know, it, 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 it'll either be vaccine, medication. It's got to be something out there that you, you know, works, or you're putting, you know, from organizational standpoint, you're putting a lot of people in jeopardy. 
right right now as we speak uh you know i know, I know the campus uh is is closed in, in terms of players and planning ahead um have you given any thought into how you know summer workouts off season stuff is going is that all remote for for you know kind of an indefinite period from your end you know july 6th is the second summer session and uh I, i'm hoping that we can get july 6th in mm-hmm. you know um is that a stretch it could be, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think we will know if it's a stretch until, you know, May 1st, yeah. like a month from now, we're going to know how bad or good, you know, or, you know, maybe this thing calmed down, but I don't think we can, I don't think we can make a decision until a month from now about July 6th. Yeah, no, it definitely. Uh, Definitely some some interesting times uh, that we're that we're going through right now, and, and to see these impacts on sports. Um, how big do you think the the return of sports would be? You know, for people, you know, it, it seems like people are are desperate to get their sports back, and, and I think this event has kind of given us a chance to see the role that sports plays in our society and in our culture. You know, have you given any thought to that and the importance and just the the joy that sports brings to people? Well, I, 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 you know, thinking about this, like, I think it's been good in some regards for people to slow down. What's important? What are distractions? Who, who out there, you know, you know, who do you love and who do you want to be with? And meaning like who your family, your kids, your, 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 the distractions of, and then after you realize how you start to think about sports matter a lot to a lot of people in this country. And, you know, it's like, you know, we, my wife and our four kids, we've been outside by our fire pit every night. Normally we'd be watching a game. So I don't think it's that bad, but I think in the next week we're going to be wanting to watch a baseball game. You know, and I think, I think, what role it plays. I think uh, like my son, we have this basketball court out front. We have a baseball, we have soccer, my daughter, uh, my three daughters and my son, we've been playing outside every night. And, you know, my son puts these games on these NBA replay games on. And the cop, like we watched the Jordan game the other day. And then we watched Kentucky versus Kansas. And like, my son who wasn't even born yet is asking me questions about the game. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. How, how has it been uh, adjusting now? Cause, cause you know, usually you'd be, you'd be out doing some recruiting, uh, you know, wrapping up a, a, as this tournament was uh, going to hit final four weekend. Uh, how's it been adjusting to uh, just being at home and, and being with the family? It's been great. It's been great. Mate, you know, Sometimes I think my wife might want to kill me, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it, it's been honestly, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. I understand my wife has a lot of four kids is a lot of work. So I, I, I can see her frustration sometimes, but it's been great. My kids have been great. Uh, you know, I think, you know, we're definitely going to be here for another month without going outside the house. And, you know, hopefully it's not longer, but, um, you know, I, I'm on a lot of recruiting calls every day. I'm on a ton of, 
uh, with a bunch of coaches doing two times a week. There's a bunch of us doing uh, a coaches clinic with 12, 12 division one head coaches uh, doing, doing these, uh, we, we rotate subjects and we do it through zoom. So we, you know, I've been staying active, uh, and watching a lot of film of us. Uh, one thing I know this, we're going to be very well prepared next year. There you, there you go. If there's one thing to come of it, can't, can't complain with some, uh, some extra preparation out there. That's it. That's it. <laughs> got to look for the good, right? Yeah, you got to, Jared. You got to. And, you know, I think the momentum of our program right now, so I said that you can really feel the wind at our back. And uh, we have a great identity. And we have players that understand what a neighborhood is and what, what, what it means to be a part of a neighborhood. And if you're part of a neighborhood, you have to have commitment. And they're really a committed, committed, you know, committed group. If you want a neighborhood, you got to be committed to it. And that's why we don't have mass transfers with our best players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to see what you've been building at Hartford, Coach, and uh, already looking forward to seeing what you guys do next year. So, uh, Coach Gallagher, uh, really appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for hopping on with us again. Chad, as always, uh, appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll do when uh, sports pack back up, we can do another one. Absolutely, Coach. Thanks again. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.